0: Hey and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. So glad to have you join me today as we continue in the book of 1 Corinthians looking at chapter 12 today. And chapter 12 is typically known as a chapter on the spiritual gifts. And the reality is that every believer, the moment they put their faith in Christ, they're sealed with the Holy Spirit, and in that, they're given spiritual gifts. Now, it might take us time to figure out what those are, and that's totally appropriate and, uh, and good, and sometimes it takes some, some learning about how to use gifts that's great. But uh, but what I want to do today in this chapter is really look at the, the big picture of spiritual gifts. What is the goal behind Paul and his writing about spiritual gifts in this context? Because sometimes we look at spiritual gifts and we say things like, man, so-and-so, they have the gift of, of leadership or they have the gift of evangelism. And they say, their gift is so awesome and they're so important and then we might look at ourselves and say man i have the gift of encouragement and you know i love encouraging but it's not as uh it's not as glamorous as so and so in their gift i have the gift of mercy and you know what i end up being behind the scenes and working with people a little bit more with less in attention and a little bit more one-on-one you know i i don't get a lot of visibility maybe my spiritual gifting is not as important and that kind of thinking especially when we think about the, the first century and the, the sign gifts that were given, which uh, as a, someone who is a cessationist, I don't think those gifts are given anymore. Well, we can cover that in a later podcast, and I think we've talked about that before as well. But, uh, but those sign gifts in, in the first century might have really lent to that idea that says, oh man, we've got these spectacular gifts. Well, look, look, at, look at how important we are. But that kind of thinking, that kind of approach to spiritual gifts is the opposite of what the Apostle Paul is going to teach us in, in 1 Corinthians 12. So let's go ahead and let's pick up in the text. Verse 1, uh, and I'm going to kind of bounce through the, the passage, through the chapter, in, in and in kind of just to let us zero in on, on the big picture here. But verse 1, he says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. Some translations say ignorant. I I don't want you to be unaware. I want you to have an understanding, especially a big picture understanding, of what the purpose of spiritual gifts are. Verse 4, he says, now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. Now, now check this out. There, there's so much here that I want us to just, just kind of uh, lavish in for a minute. It says, first of all, there are a variety of gifts. You, you have one gift, I have a different. Maybe we have a gift mix that is unique there there are multiples. there there are varieties. there are many different gifts given. but look, the same spirit, the same spirit. It says, and there are a variety of service, but the same Lord. So m- my gifting might end up leading to me to teach. Someone else might have a similar gifting and they might they, they might teach but in a different context. And it says, and there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. So I, I might be teaching right here on the internet right now, and, and your activity is someone teaching, you might be teaching one-on-one or in a small group or, or in a large Sunday school setting or in a Bible study setting. Listen, the, the, the varieties of gifts, teaching, um, encouragement, mercy, administration, But within that one segment, let's just take teaching as an example. This one aspect of teaching, there are different services. And in that, there are even different activities. But notice, the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the same Lord, Jesus Christ, and the same God, God the Father, who empowers them all and everyone. God is the one behind these spiritual gifts. And what is the purpose? Verse 7 to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good if you have a gifting that that gifting that you have been given that gifting is given to you by god the father son and spirit working in perfect unity in your life so that you will impact the rest of the church in a positive way your gifting is for the positive impact for the common good, for the spiritual blessing of the church as a whole. This means if you have the gift of encouragement, you go and you're to use that to encourage the whole church. If you have the gift of administration, you're given that gift, not so that you control things within the church, but so that you can, can be a blessing to the common good, to the whole church. If you have the gift of preaching or teaching, your gifting is not so that you can have a following, so that you can have a big ego. Your gifting is so that you can feed the flock, the people of God. It is for the common good. Verses 12 through 13. It says, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. Listen, we are one body. We have all sorts of different members in this one body. We might have different giftings, but all of those giftings, they are meant to be united as one body. You have the church as a whole universally, but really you have the local church, the expression of that one body. These gifts, they're not meant to cause division, or they're not meant to cause some sort of popularity contest where we use gifts for our own ego, for our own attention, for our own benefit, but they're used holistically so that the church as a whole can be, can be blessed, can benefit. In fact, verse 13, says, For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. This is a spirit baptism spirit baptism is when you are placed by the spirit into the church the spirit baptism happens simultaneously with spirit sealing as you are sealed and ultimately you are gifted with the spiritual gifts so that you can be a blessing within the church context spirit baptism isn't some emotional esoteric experience it is it is you supernaturally being placed into this brand new thing that god created which is the church and in that you've been given gifts so that you can be a blessing to the church So what's Paul's motive here? Paul is writing these words, spirit-inspired to encourage believers away from division, away from gifting leading to a separation or an egotistical mindset. But instead, this gifting, this spirit baptism, this being placed into the church is for the, the common good, for the mutual benefit and blessing of everyone within the church. So where does this land for our ancient way in this modern day? Well, here's where it lands. I think it actually, it lands in a place where we ask ourselves, how am I using the life that I've been given, the spiritual gifting, even if you're not sh- quite sure what it looks like yet, to bless my brothers and sisters in Christ? You know, quite frankly, how, how are you ministering within the church context? Are you, are you involved in other people's lives? Are you working to bring spiritual good into the lives of your fellow church members? Are you showing up, being fed, and leaving the weekend service? And, and not actually contributing to the spiritual benefit of those around you? See, if you are, you're missing you're missing the, the great joy it is to be part of one body. This one body that within it you have been placed and you have been gifted and you are being empowered by the one spirit, one Lord, and one God. So I'd like you to take some time. Take some time as this video comes to a close and, and ask yourself, how am I serving? And, and pray, Lord, how would you have me serve? If you're part of Valley, I would encourage you to send me a text or an email or a phone call and say, hey, Mike, I'd love to figure out how I can be using my spiritual gifts to serve within the church. If you're part of another fellowship, do the same thing with your pastor. Reach out to them say, how can I be of benefit of spiritual blessing in our church body? See, as, as our churches, as, as individuals in churches, as we use our gifting to bless the rest of the church, our church becomes strong and we become the light in the community that God has called us to be. This is the an ancient way for our modern day.